0: boy podcast where we are champions of the common man i'm your host buster caballero thanks for tuning in we sit down with certified good old boys and discuss how they're doing life how they're getting by their tips their tricks and getting down to the how to live life right by good old boy standards so sit back relax fix your cocktail and let's get to the show All right everybody, welcome back. And I hope everybody had a really good New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, wonderful Christmas. Good time off if you've already been back to work. Uh hope that's going well for you. If you have your kids still and won't go back until tomorrow like mine. Well, well, Tuesday actually. Good luck with that also. Hope all that's
1: going all right. So, don't have anybody in the studio today so i wanted
0: to tell a story and this is a story from my childhood and i've told it a few times some people don't believe it it's been true it's happened uh but i'm going to tell the story of a little place on Cranfield Road in outside of Natchez Mississippi called Hunter's Haven
1: Or, as I like to call it, and we all pretty much called it, it was Libby's. Now, put me
0: and put any good old boy in a good old honky tonk bar somewhere, and I'm not talking one of these big Texas things like that. I'm talking about a side of the road bar, bunch of Yahoos, bunch of locals, things like that. And we kind of fit in. And there's always certain things that.
1: Are in this place. There's a jute box, there's a pool table, there's a dartboard, and there's the bartender that everyone knows. Now, when I was a child, you know, when I
0: say child, I was about 9, 10, 11, 12, however you old you are, maybe in about 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th grade throughout this time. Uh, my father and I would go, we belonged to a hunting camp called the Triangle Hunting Club out in Natchez, Mississippi. And I grew up as a youth going there and spending time and playing four-wheelers and running through the woods and hunting and growing up with the local guys and kids there and all, a bunch of other guys brought their kids out there. So we all ran around. It was a fun time. Got to basically, here's a four-wheeler, go get loose in the woods, don't come back until the sun comes down. Uh, It was a great experience in my youth. I love it. Fond, fond memories of it. And I'm sure if you're a good old boy, you grew up going to a hunting camp or a duck hunting camp or someplace like that. And you had your dad's friends all around. And it it was just a really good pivotal point in my life where I got to grow from a young child to to a young man and experience a lot of life out there. Uh, my mama says I changed when I went out there and got to say, yeah, mama, I did. Daddy kind of took the boy out and kind of put a man in him. You know, if you were hungry, you go fix your own food. You're thirsty. Go get your own drink. You're going to do your thing. And at the same time, you're going to work. So now trying a hunting club was great. There was actually, my aunt and uncle was a member there. Uh, there, my cousins were there, and we had a bunch of the local people around there that I got to call in on. I remember on Thursday and Wednesday we'd call, a couple we'd get in by the phone, and we'd pull out my dad's address book and start calling the guys out there who had kids my age, and we'd call and say, "Hey, are y'all going to be out there this weekend?" Yes, no, and so that way I knew who I was looking to hang out with. It was a really good time, fun, had a blast, had a lot of older good old boys. Who I guess took a liking to me, or that you know taught me things in life, and I'm probably going to tell the story of Raymond uh, a little later. Raymond was a very pivotal good old boy who gave me an appreciation for the outdoors and nature, and Raymond liked wild turkey, and
1: so. But back to this story. So my my wife. Ex
0: girlfriends will always ask, you know, hey, where did you learn to dance? Where did you learn to play pool? Where did you learn to shoot darts? Where did you, where did you just learn a lot of what you learned? And I always laugh, and I'd say, I learned it from Libby. And they will say, who's that? Oh, is that an ex girlfriend or something? Like, no, 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 no. Libby was a bartender. Libby was the bartender, and Hunters Haven was her bar. It's not there anymore. It's long gone. In fact, I think ten years ago, whenever I drove by, it was I walked in it and it was part of it was boarded up and it was the jukebox wasn't there. Everything was gone. The roof had caved in. It was a whole cinder block building off the side of the road. But
1: in my youth and Heyday, this place was jumping. There were pool tables. And dart
0: boards, and a really long bar that had these stools that were kind of cemented to the ground, but it was a it was a low bar, so you didn't have to be real tall, so if you were ten, twelve years old, you, you came up to the bar really good and this is the thing. I got to go into this bar a lot, and the other kids who were with me at the time they came, but it was an experience never drank in the bar didn't go getting drunk and all that stuff. Nah, it was Dr. Peppers for me. Miller Lights for the men. Mississippi Margaritas, where you take a little bit of salt and put it around the rim. Later on in life, I enjoy one of those every now and then. But Libby's was a very good place. In the wintertime or in the summertime, after a day of working, filling feeders and uh, getting food plots ready, and all of that, everybody would hop on their four-wheelers. And uh in my earlier days at Triangle, we had a Honda 110 three-wheeler that was really badass. And when I found out my dad had that and that was ours, oh boy. And eventually we upgraded to a Yamaha 350 Big Bear four-wheel drive with the Warren winch. And let me tell you, I felt like the... uh the big boy in the room, (laughs) to say the least. And I love that four wheel. I pulled so many people out with it. It it was great. Uh, Thank you, dad, for that memory. Um. So anyway, we'd all, after a day of working and everything, we'd pile up on the four wheelers. And I remember my dad would let me drive. He'd say, go ahead, drive us up there. And we would take this road down the hill, up the hill, back through the woods, everything, and we'd get to the main road and we'd have to ride, drive down the main road and we'd all pull up on our four-wheelers to Hunter's Haven, to
1: Libby's Bar. And we'd walk in and Libby would be so excited to see everyone. Now,
0: Libby as a woman stood about 6'2 and maybe about 350 pounds. She was a bigger gal but she was the nicest and sweetest person to any of us. Any lady that had a bar that allowed the kids to come in and run around like we did, she's all right by me. I know there's probably a very slim chance my boys will ever get to experience something like this, and I'm kind of sad about it. So when I showed up, The first thing that I would do when I went into Libby's bar was I'd go give Libby a big hug and tell her hello and ask her how she's been doing and what's going on. And she would do the same for me. Then I'd get my stack of quarters, and she had a game. And it was a big mason, like a pickle jar you'd get, that the big pickles came in. And at the bottom of the jar was a shot glass, and they filled it with water. And I would proceed to drop quarters into that glass and try and win free drinks. Now, if you were of the legal drinking age or appeared to be, you would get free beers. I got free Dr. Peppers. I believe I still have a credit for how many of those I did.
1: I got really good at it. I might have to make one of those again. Now, at this time,
0: there were other gentlemen at the club who came uh, Some who I still get to see on occasion when I travel to Mississippi. uh, Still good friends with. See them on Facebook. Had kids that grew up with us too. And so, this was just a really fun time. And for
1: a young child to witness this, it was something amazing. Now here's grown men. Drinking beer. Playing pool. Playing darts, pl- picking out music on the box laughing, telling jokes, telling dirty jokes, but at the same time, teaching. I'll never forget being 10 years old, 12 years old, with a pool stick in my
0: hand, playing against three older men, playing on a team. And not with my dad, but them saying, come on, Buster, you're going to be on our team and play. And he taught me how to play the game of pool, how to play in your shots ahead, what to look for, how to get that stick ready, how to chalk it up, how to play English. And just kind of, you weren't a kid. I've had a lot of discussion about uh, this with my friends about how kids nowadays, they're they're always around. When you have a function or something, kids are always running in and out in and between. When I was a kid and you were at a function, you were hanging out somewhere else. You did not dare go talk to the adults. If you went, you better have had a problem. Nowadays, kids are running in and out, left and right, all that. It's a little different. Uh, Same thing like your parents' bedroom. I never went in my parents' bedroom. Now, my kids are in my bedroom at 6 o'clock in the morning waking me up. I don't know what's changed, but it it has. Times have changed. That's what it is. So, but at that moment, all that was gone. I was one of the guys. I was one of the good old boys. I was playing pool, kind of learned to talk shit, kind of learned how to take a ribbing and jokes and things like that.
1: And it gave that, solidarity I guess of hey man it's okay
0: at no point we were ever worried about the cops running in and busting up the place or anything like that in fact I believe one of the gentlemen at the time was one of the local uh, sheriffs of the area Uh, the other game was the game of darts Mr. Charlie taught me how to play darts I remember going to the Hilton bar The Hilton Hotel and Bar with my dad and saying, hey, Charlie's playing darts down there. Let's go check it out. And we went and watched Charlie play darts. He was a great dart player. Taught me how to throw darts, play darts, how to throw. In fact, I still have the thrower. He taught me to lean forward on that front foot of yours, keep that other one back, and make it a nice, smooth motion. You don't have to go too far on it. Just nice and smooth like that. I think I could still throw some pretty good darts. And these guys and my dad and would all get together, and they would teach. They taught us. They taught myself, little Ronnie, Chris, all the other kids, how to, how to be there. One of the guys brought his daughter out there, and we'd all run around together. We all grew up kind of together. Still see them on Facebook every once in a while. Run into them when I'm in Mississippi. It's fun times. I'll never forget, I was in Mississippi with my dad, and we were at his doctor's appointment after something. And one of the girls that was there, his nurse, says, do you remember who that is? And I'll go, nope. He says, well, that's so-and-so. Oh, wow. I hadn't seen them probably in 25 years. But anyway, back to Libby's Bar. So at this time, you know, the kids are being respectful, staying out of the business, but still having fun being able to play all the games. We played pool. We played darts. We sat at the bar. We talked. They asked us stuff. We talked to them. We asked them stuff. There was always somebody intriguing in there, somebody who had a weird story. I remember evaluating some uh, wild turkey decanters one time and sitting with them and asking, you know, how do you value a wild turkey decanter?
1: Raymond was the expert on that. We'll talk about Raymond in another episode. It was a growing experience. And one of the things I will always remember about this place is the jukebox. Now, late 90s, well, early
0: 90s, late 80s was the most blissful time for country music. And this jukebox had every single one of those hits on there. Doug Stone. Bubba Shot the Jude Box. I mean, Travis Tritt, Randy Travis before getting DWIs in a church parking lot being naked in a Camaro.
1: That's an awesome story. Uh, I mean, they had Hank, they had Willie Whalen, they had all these great hits that just shaped it. And one of the things I will never forget is listening to this music and Libby teaching me to dance. Or if
0: some of the other ladies were in the bar, grabbing this young man and teaching him how to two-step and twirl and dance and which songs you go fast to and which songs you go slow to and all that. For a young man my age, that may not seem like much, but it was eye-opening
1: to me. It was great. It was such a fun time for me growing up.
0: I'm kind of a little disappointed that my boys will probably never get to experience something like that. I know. What? (laughs) Nowadays, yeah, you want your 10-year-old kid to experience a barroom? Well, if my kid got the chance to experience his barroom the way I did, let me tell you, I think it'd do him some good. I think it did me a lot of good nowadays, though. I don't see any too many bar rooms that you'd be able to bring them into. Shoot, <laughs> sure, you can't even be 21 to get in some places.
1: World is changing, it's a little different nowadays. So, anyway, i from my knowledge of what happened, Libby passed away a very long
0: time ago. The place fell into disrepair, and no telling. I did pull it up on, of course, Google Maps, and I did get a nice aerial footage of it. No pile of bricks anywhere. But it looks like somebody either got it and made it a home or something like that, and I hope somebody did because there
1: was a lot of good memories there, and hope they're making a lot of good memories too. I don't think there was ever a bar fight or a crazy discussion or anything like that, but it was a local watering hole. I enjoyed it. Growing up there,
0: so much fun. Learning to dance, learning to play pool, learning
1: to shoot darts, but at the same time learning how to talk to men and ladies, how to be respectful,
0: learning when to get into a conversation and when not to get into a conversation.
1: People to stay away from and people to go up and talk to. And learning the importance of tending bar at times when
0: people were busy and someone needed a drink. Just go behind there, pull out a Miller Lite, crack it open, put a napkin down, put a little salt on it, and give them their beer. Take the money, put it in the register, give them their change. If you're lucky, they'll give you a tip. Ten-year-old playing bartender is kind of fun. Because at 10 years old, and if you're kind of somewhat cute and adorable, you got good tips. Walked out a few dollars in my pocket every once in a while. Of course,
1: did have to buy a couple of rounds every once in a while also. Now, with that being said, I wish they had a place like that for my boys. Not my daughter, but for my boys. So that they could experience that. I
0: try and bring them around friends as much as I can, older ones, so that they can experience and teach them to walk up and shake their hand and look them in the eye and have that good old boy
1: upbringing that I did. Well, maybe one day they will, maybe one day they won't. Who knows? Do the best we can. Guys, It's
0: going to be a really short episode for this week coming out. I'm going to be back working, just got off a of vacation been a wonderful time out in Austin, Texas for the New Year's. Well, actually Spicewood. And I'm looking forward to 2019. I've got a couple of good guests lined up. And with the holidays, it was hard to get some. My next one, hopefully, will be sitting down
1: soon to record. Great person. Great man of service. Got a few other people lined up. Got a few. Well, I got one. Movie star or actor,
0: reality star, hopefully he's going to be sitting down soon. And just some good friends. I'd be looking for show topics and ideas, so send them my way. And if you're ever in Natchez, Mississippi on the outskirts of 8498 on Old Cranfield Road and you drive down right before Sandy Creek Road and you look
1: up on the hill and you see a little building with a U-shaped driveway, that's Hunter's Haven. That was Libby's place. The bar where ten year olds got to go. Guys, I
0: really appreciate y'all taking the time to listen. Appreciate the support. I appreciate y'all asking me when the next episode is gonna come out when I run into you in the store. For all of my hundred subscribers and fifty downloads and all those. I really appreciate it. I'm looking forward into twenty nineteen, maybe getting those to numbers to two hundred subscribers. Who knows?
1: If you have a friend Everybody, send them this podcast. Share it, please. If you can, please leave us a review. And if you know of a good old boy that we should be talking to, then please
0: send him our way. Let's sit down and talk to him. As always, have
1: a good day. Enjoy. It. Have a great 2019, and say hi to your mama them.